Alright, hello everyone and anyone that is listening to this brand new podcast that I have decided to create. The title of my podcast is You, Me, and You, Me, and I welcome all listeners that are currently listening, and I hope you enjoy the content that this podcast will have. So, my podcasts will be focused on places, travel, food, culture, and the reason for that is because I'm an avid traveler. I love cultures. I love food. I love places to go internationally and just locally even or domestic. Wherever I go, I love to eat food though. That's important. Food really tells a lot about a place from I find history and culturally. um, It can really signify many things about a place. And I love food, so really it goes hand in hand. You learn a lot and you also uh, get to enjoy these, these unique meals that you, you, know, you might not have where you're from or you've maybe never even tried before. Um, or maybe it's just a dish that you've had multiple times, but this is like an authentic version of it when you go to the actual place where it's kind of born. But yeah, so I hope you enjoy my podcast, and I guess we'll dive right into it. So, I have been an avid travel enthusiast for for a long while, I think now. And I think it really started and stemmed from my parents, who were equally very much travel enthusiasts. And I don't know if that was because of any reason, particularly besides the fact that my parents are foreigners, so because of that, they would travel constantly back home so that I could see family there, so I could meet my grandparents, um, things like that. And from that, those trips back and forth between the, the, the Middle East, where my parents are from, and Canada, where I currently reside, um, it brought me into the world of flying and just seeing new cultures and seeing lots of people and that really brought a lot of excitement for me. I really enjoyed, I enjoyed traveling. And besides going to the Middle East, usually every summer we would also go to other countries. Sometimes we would go to places in the States um, or places in Europe and things like that as a family. Constantly, we'd also do lots of local trips. We would road trip all the time growing up. There was a lot of road trips that we would do um, for where we lived to places like Toronto and Montreal and Maine and Boston um, and New York a few times as well. And so my parents really instilled this like love of traveling into me at a very early and young age. We did a lot of things internationally and domestic. And so growing up, I knew that I wanted to continue that trend. I knew that I wanted to continue traveling. And luckily enough, I was able to do so. I think that my first my first time traveling by myself to a place alone, well, I guess with a significant other, I went with my significant other, was, I believe, I guess it was Portugal, if I'm thinking correctly. I just need to think for a second here. I believe that it was Portugal, yeah. I mean, you could go, let's say that's internationally, okay? So internationally by myself, Portugal. So me and my significant other traveled 
to Portugal a couple of years ago now in the summer and we decided to bark on working on horse farms there actually and that was really interesting it was an amazing incredible experience that I haven't forgotten and constantly driving me back to go back there because I love Portugal I thought it was absolutely beautiful um, and so this episode I guess will be focused on that I may I might jump back and forth in episodes between maybe things I've had in my past to current events to you know so not everything's gonna be structured in each ep- everything's gonna be kind of episodic so it'll be standalone episodes so this one's about Portugal anyways so when we when we first were leaving um, it was an idea that was given through my SO's sister who said hey you know you guys can't find any jobs we couldn't at the time we were students and in between in a summer and we're not really sure what to do and we we're trying to find jobs and couldn't really get any so she s- suggested going and working abroad uh, with something called Workaway, which is a service that, if you guys haven't heard about it, I highly recommend it. Workaway is amazing. You pretty much can do anything on Workaway. You can be a babysitter, a nanny, farm help, um, to working with, um, working at like camps, like surf camps, for example. Uh, you can even do um, work on. Um, hostels which is really cool uh and there's there's pretty much everything on there you can do any sort of work and you pretty much you message a host on there you find each other on the host and then you talk about you ask them questions if you need to blah blah blah, and you set up a date and then you pretty much tell them this is how long i want to be with you for a certain amount of time so in exchange for that in exchange for room and board you get to live there you get to stay there and stuff you get food for, for with it included and you get to stay there for free and in exchange you do work for them and that's like it's just an even exchange so yeah we decided horse farms now why horse farms because my my significant other it worked on a lot of horse farms growing up she's very centered around horses and knows like her stuff around them because she's worked with them for so long while she was growing up um and me being more of a city kind of person growing up i never really had any sort of like direct experience at farms i've never really i never worked with horses i see them from afar and i never worked with really any animals come to think of it that were like that besides dogs and cats um things that are just domestic animals um but yeah so i took the leap into going and doing that we both took the leap you know and so we we arrived in our first farm which is in a region called algarve portugal which is the southern region very southern region of portugal and it was near um it was near lagos in the algarve region which is i believe it was southwestern yeah close to the southwestern um portugal so you're right on the Atlantic Ocean there, um, and very warm, beautiful region. Absolutely great. Uh, loved going there. We were in a smaller town called Audiac Share, if I remember correctly. Audiac Share was a small town that we were in, 
but it was very close to Lagos, you know, maybe only like 15 minute drive or something like that, which is Lagos was the main city. So we arrived on the farm the first day after 30 hours of traveling or something and flights and layovers from where we left. It was tiring and we had to take an additional train from when we arrived in Lisbon to the southern region of Lagos. And so that was a five, four hour train ride or so. So we were pretty, pretty done by the time we arrived. And we went to the farm and saw our stay, our stay, which was an interesting little, I would say it was kind of like, it wasn't a shack, but it was like a, a little bit of a rundown um, camper. That's what it was, a little bit of a rundown camper that's been kind of like sitting there for a while. So it was interesting. It was definitely a bit of a shock for us, I'm not going to lie, uh, to, to experience that because it wasn't something – I mean, we left our apartment, you know, back home, and that was all clean and nice and everything. This was much more farm-like. It was a little bit dirty, you know, like there's a lot more – there were even mice on the inside, like field mice and stuff living in it. And so there were a lot of them scurrying around in there. And there's no, like, yeah, it was interesting. Definitely difficult. It was a hard process, but I don't, I definitely don't regret that first region. It was beautiful there in Algarve. We got lots of opportunities when we weren't working on the farm to, um, to go and explore the city and of Lagos, which was very nice. It's a really beautiful city. And the best part, really, is I definitely am a beach bum, and beach bumming is it's like the best thing. You just go chill on the beach and just relax and swim and stuff, and there are all these, like, rocks. So on one side of Lagos is this perfect, long as you can see, straight, flat beach, just beautiful white sand all the way down you know, as far as you can see, and it was super calm water, like, super warm and nice, like, just fantastic, really crisp, and then on the right side were rocks, so, like, there were a lot of, like, cliffs of sandstone, and in between those cliffs were little beaches, so you'd have, like, a cliff here, and then a little beach, and then a cliff, and then a little beach, a cliff, and a little beach, and it would all be, like, separated, by these cliffs in between. You could actually swim around the cliffs. They weren't like super big, they were pretty tall, but you could swim around them on the outside and go to the next neighboring beach. And there's even little holes that were cut, or little like pathways that were cut into the rock of the sandstone so that you could cross from one side to the another side. So you go to the beach next door kind of thing. Some beaches you had to swim around and, and some beaches, some beaches you couldn't really get to if it was high tide, but man, oh, beautiful beach, just gorgeous, like, I, I remember just sitting there and enjoying, like, we would get these boxed wines, which is crazy in Europe, I guess, you can get wine in a box, and like a, like a literally a juice box looking thing, and you just sip it out of that, and that's the best thing, like, where I'm from, you can't have alcohol in public, or at a beach, or anything like that, like, you can, but you can't, if you know what I mean. It's, like, illegal, but no one's really keeping track um, of that kind of stuff. But there, it's totally fine. Like, there is nowhere. You can drink, you can have a beer on the beach. You can have a box of wine on the beach. You can have whatever on the beach. It's just, it's fine. There's 
no problem. And I like that. I think that's chill. Like, it's good and chill, you know? But, yeah, very gorgeous beach. And that region had... So, I, when we went to Portugal, one, like, I wanted to experience the food really badly. Um, but that was a surprising thing. Like, Portugal had some, some dishes, for sure, which was, like, fish was the main... Obviously, tons of fish, lots of fish going on. And cod, specifically, because Atlantic is right there. And so, they, ha- they had... Um, we had two things that were Portuguese. My significant other had... Um, a codfish with some tomato-based um, sauce over top, and I think some potatoes on the side with that. And I had uh, a type of steak or a veal or something, and I think it's like a beaten. It's almost like a schnitzel, but not breaded. Um, and there's some sauce on that, and I can't remember what I had on the side, but. Yeah, I remember it, it was good. Like, it was really good food, but I didn't find that Portugal had authentically in comparison to other places that I'm, I'm going to talk about in future episodes and other countries I've been to. Um, it didn't really have an authentic, like, dish that I felt like was there. I didn't feel like there was something, like, really, really, really Portuguese. Everything just felt from everywhere, you know. Actually, we went to a lot of, um, funny enough, Chinese buffet restaurants there because our the the farmer in the Algarve region took us to one and we liked it so much and they, they seem to be pretty popular. We went to another and another time when we were down there. And yeah, so like, and there's, you know, the Italian restaurants and some other restaurants uh, down there. Uh, German too. I had really good bratwurst. I'll explain that story in a sec. So it, it was kind of like a Portugal really struck me as like definitely international kind of place. You can get any type of food you want from sushi to, you know, um, Indian food to Chinese food to the local Portuguese food. But I didn't find anything that I'm just trying to say that was, like, authentic. Maybe I'm wrong, and you guys, you know, if you're listening to this and you've been to Portugal and you're shaking your head, I mean, feel free, leave me a comment. I would love to know, you know, what is, like, something that is really authentically Portuguese so I could try it. It would be great. Um, So, yeah, let me know. I definitely... I definitely would like to know because maybe I just didn't experience it when I was there. But one of the best things of being there was also just the the markets. We once we left the Algarve region, uh, or actually this was in the Algarve region. Now that I come to think of it, there was they would have there's a hippie market, and then once a month uh, she would say our host to us that they would have this hippie market, which a bunch of like hippies, pretty much people, a lot of people actually living out of camper vans and stuff like that would all come together and put this market up and they cook food and sell like things like little knickknacks or also sell, um, some, some fresh vegetables and produce and fruit and stuff. And so, yeah, it was really cool. We went to one and had really good food there and had like a night, my SO really ha- had a really nice, uh, homemade like tea with milk kind of thing um in it and it was really cool it was a cool experience it seems to be like a lot of a lot of these like people had like families you know that were that were traveling in these camper vans together which was just so interesting and that was that was my first introduction actually to camper vans in general um i had never really even heard about it uh, i heard about tiny homes and stuff like that but i didn't really think about camper homes and until we had i'd seen that and i was like oh this is kind of a thing it's kind of it's interesting i think i'd like to do it in the future but yeah it was cool to see that um besides that yeah just a great region it was really nice um to be there and to experience it and 
I highly recommend if you go to Port, like, first of all, go to Portugal. Don't even, you know, I don't know how true it is, but to me, in terms of, like, the people that I know, a lot of people tend to go to Europe and then skip out on Portugal or, like, not go to it for whatever reason um, and don't really see it, I guess, maybe as a place to visit. But it is. It's definitely a place to visit. And, like, go to, like... I'll talk about Lisbon, you know, in my, probably in following episodes, I'll talk about the different regions. So I guess in this one, this is Portugal version one, Algarve, which is just the Southern region. Um, and the next one I'll talk about it, we go up to Lisbon and Sintra, uh, an area up there. And I'll talk about that in a further episode, but this one, is about the Algarve, yeah. So I, I highly recommend it, though. That's what I'm saying. It's like, don't just go to Lisbon. Lisbon is, is also a beautiful city. I'll talk about that, like I said, in the next episode. But go experience all of Portugal. Like, I haven't even experienced I need to go back and do the north because I didn't do Porto. And I didn't go north of that as well. So it would be nice. And from what I, my understanding and from being there, Portugal is such a dynamic country. Like, you start in the south, and the area is very, like, dry and more desert-like, and almost like a savanna, like an African savanna in some places. It really looks like that. And then you go to Lisbon and Sintra, and there's more greenery, and you're seeing like these forests, these beautiful, luscious forests, and these tall, big cliffs um, uh, on, the, on the west side, where and there's beaches underneath these cliffs, and you have to climb down all these stairs just to be able to get to the beach and stuff. And then on... The north, I, from what I understand, it's even more green and more lush, and there's and it turns more into a forest and like another different dynamic, and it rains more there, and it's a little bit colder there and stuff too. Um, yeah, so it's really dynamic country. I mean, a lot of countries are very dynamic and have a lot of different aspects to them, but it's just cool uh, to to kind of see that and to to learn about it while being there. So furthermore to that, our our uh, host was German. And she had moved to Portugal, I think, I believe, about 30-odd years. or She'd been there a long time. She spoke fluent Portuguese, she spoke fluent German, and she spoke fluent English. And she was a translator, a transcriber, I believe, was her job. But she also had this farm on the side, which was a rescue horse farm. Uh, so pretty much she t- takes horses from uh, gypsies, and they, call, they have gypsies down there that travel in caravans, and sometimes they abuse their animals. And so she would try to rescue them by buying them off the gypsies or trying to yeah get them from them i don't i don't think she did anything like illegal or whatever by stealing them but i'm pretty sure everything was like bought like she would go to the gypsies and offer a price for the horse and take it to save it kind of thing um because yeah a lot of times they are they are abused according to what we learned while being there anyway so she had i believe 12 13 14 horses maybe Maybe it was 12 horses, something like that. A lot, a lot of horses to work with. We had to feed them. We had to move them out into the pastures and back in in the evenings, um, back to their stalls to stay in and stuff. And it was it was a lot of work uh, working with that many. And it was definitely a throw in for me to be into that because I had never, like I said, worked with horses before. It was just it was being thrown right into the ring and. Uh, it was it was fun though like i highly recommend doing it if you haven't done it go do it why not you know like just take that risk it's worth it i'm telling you anyways uh yeah it was yeah it was a great farm though i really did like it there it was awesome she had chickens and goats and three dogs 
and those 12 horses and one uh, pony as well. I believe those were all the animals. There were some chicks there when we were there. And yeah, it was just, there's a lot of animals on the farm. It was really cool to be there. Uh, she, she took us though one time to the southwesternmost point of Portugal, which was like this, this tip. Um, and right there actually, which is cool, you, it's, you can get a bratwurst, a German bratwurst, and it's called the last bratwurst before America. I believe it's the southwesternmost point of all of Europe, actually. Pretty sure it's the southwesternmost point of all of Europe, yeah. I can't remember the name now. It strikes me, but I'll have to find that out, maybe for the next episode. But, um, you know what? I'm just going to look that up right now. Southwesternmost point of Portugal. What's the name? Let's see. So, I don't, I cannot find it, oddly enough. Southwesternmost point of Portugal. You'd think that would come up. Either way, beautiful spot. I'll find it. Maybe now. Maybe not. It says it's an island. That's not. That's the southernmost point. What's the southwesternmost point? Southwestern. Alright, sorry guys. If you're listening to this and I'm trying to find this on here, but clearly I can't. I don't remember what the name is. Sagres. That's it. There we go. Sagres, I believe is how you say it. Or is it Sagres? It's S-A-G-R-E-S. Oh, beautiful spot. So that at that point, it's really interesting. If you are on that point, now imagine yourself on that point looking out towards, say, the open ocean in front of you. On your left is west is South Portugal. There's those that beach I talked to you about, the ones with the cliff, and then a long extending beach, which was all sand. Beautiful spot. And then to the west of you, if you look to the right, that's just open ocean. So if you look... If you look south, you're pretty much looking towards Africa, and if you look west, then you're looking towards North America and uh, South America. And very different, very different like view there, because on the south you have the like they said those nice beaches, a little bit of a cliffs, but not many. But then on the west, it's all cliffs, like literally the whole west side there is all cliffs with these beaches, and the waves are massive. So the south. Lagos, no waves. Calm water for the most part. Every time that we were there is calm water, beautiful, clear, crisp. You look to the west where the cliffs are and just roaring waves, huge, massive waves. Actually, like I read at that Sagres point or near there, there's like a lot of extreme surfing is done actually in Portugal. Um, like the biggest wave ever surfed, I believe, was in Portugal as well. And I'm talking about, yeah, I could see that. They're huge. Some of the waves are huge. And apparently, we were there in the summer, but in the winter, apparently, the waves are even bigger. I guess that's when the swells are the largest for whatever reason. Um, 
but yeah, it was so cool. You, we went there, and so at this point, there's like some shops and stuff like that set up, and there's the last Bratwurst before America, and it's written in German, and she like highly suggested it. So I got I got a Bratwurst there, and it was so good. It was amazing. I love Bratwurst, and I got I got a American Bratwurst, which I believe was is one with like uh, just with butter or something like that, and then there's another Bratwurst. I can't remember that was like with cumin, I think, in it and stuff. Both of them were fantastic. And you get a little slip that said that you were there at the southwesternmost point and stuff like that. It's kind of cool. I, I think I still might have them. I'm not sure. But, yeah, and you look over the cliffs there and you can just see just this vast open Atlantic Ocean. And you see these huge cliffs underneath you, just absolutely massive cliffs you know, it was just crazy big. It was so cool. It was a beautiful sight. I really, yeah, it was amazing. It was really amazing. And that same day, we actually went to a beach along the West Coast after that. And uh, she had some bodyboards, so we went bodyboarding. And the waves were were huge. <laughs> a little scary, like, that's for sure. But it was definitely worth it, 100% worth it. Um, yeah, and so it was just crazy seeing that dynamic shift. Like, the south was so calm, and it was, the water so nice, and peaceful and then to the west you have these roaring waves and these huge waves and like way more like of a violent kind of ocean but still equally very beautiful just not clear like it is in the south and easy to swim in kind of thing it's more 100% geared towards surfers and surfing um and at that probably good surfers because the waves were tough like I, I'll tell you in the next episodes I, I went surfing there once we went up further to the to the north to Sintra and Lisbon um so yeah it was beautiful such a great spot amazing amazing opportunity to be there and every time i think i, I we want to go back and be there and at the time we thought that we might want it to live there we we're so like down to go and be there and live there and stay there it's just such a beautiful spot yeah but absolutely gorgeous and that's algarve region for you you know like it's it's dry there it's hot there it's beautiful there and really dynamic as well like i said you can go to two separate beaches one will have massive waves and then the other will be just like these calm chill beaches that you can snorkel at and stuff and yeah it was beautiful so anyways thanks for listening to my first podcast it might have been a little bit jumpy maybe hard to listen to me i don't know um maybe it was whatever it is but i hope you guys enjoyed it if you're listening to this and uh, i will update you guys next with my next podcast which will be about lisbon and sintra um, which is a little bit of northern Portugal as we delve into my podcast of travel and life and cooking and food and everything in between. Thank you again, guys, and I'll see you next time. See ya.